Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to our 14th episode of <laughs> I this love how season. I'll announce the number every time. I know. It's just so fun. <laughs> Keep us on task. I, this season has flown, though. It has and it hasn't, much like this year. That's just it, true. To me, it's That's like, true. wow, I can't believe it's the 14th episode. But at the same time, it seems like forever ago when we did the first one. To me, That's I'm just, true. this just year is just so weird. Day combination of how time works yes it's just (laughs) i don't even know to tell you where my brain's at i just freaked out that my mic wasn't working but because i couldn't hear it in my headphones and my headphones were not plugged in to the microphone it was an easy fix guys don't worry yeah so got my hair done yesterday and it's blonder than it was before before. i tell people that the dye seeps into my brain even though i'm not a natural blonde and it has the same effect so i'm just reaping the consequences of my decision making yesterday Okay, so real quick before we jump into what a question we have for our episode today, we want to remind you that we have our newsletter that goes out every Thursday, minus Thanksgiving, so thank y'all for being patient about that, (laughs) but we send out a newsletter every week where we give you guys more resources to help you kind of educate yourself or expand your knowledge on whatever topic we're talking about that week or just about dating and singleness in general. So we have blog posts, videos, the John Piper video we keep religiously bringing up has been in there like three times. Um, Other podcast episodes either from other people and from us. We have our Hallmark movie of the week. It's a grand list. So if you haven't already, you can sign up for that by going to the link in our Instagram bio at LFTM underscore podcast which means you should also be following us over there if you're not already. <laughs> or you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, and there's a newsletter button at the top of the page. And don't forget, too, we have had quite the couple months of Patreon content. For those of you who are patrons, thank you for supporting us. I hope you all are having fun with all the stuff we're putting over there. So in November, we, well, every month, if you don't know, we do an episode and a couch cast that's exclusive for our patrons. So no one else gets to listen to those unless you're a patron. So we did like a Bethany tells all in November (laughs) where she, we picked out questions from y'all that were really kind of more personal to her, I guess, in her dating experience. And she answered those, got a little bit more detailed as far as her personal like dating history. So if you're really nosy, you should go um, (laughs) sign up to be a patron for that. And then in this month, we turn the tables and I answer some questions Mm -hmm. and get a little more personal. So uh, we're recording that after we record this episode. So I can't really tell you exactly what's (laughs) going to be said, but I'm sure it'll be great. So if you are not a patron, you again can go to the link in our Instagram bio. You can sign up for that. It's either $2 a month if you want the couch cast and all of our episodes early and the full cut of all our men tell all episodes. Or if you have $5 a month, you get all that plus an extra episode like full length episode a month which are the nosy tell all things (laughs) so be sure to check that out if you haven't already okay enough with intros bethany what is our question of the day she just googled question of the day and this came up yeah so i'm very interested so the question is if you could trade one year of your life for a hundred thousand dollars how many years would you trade in 
Oh, I was not expecting that. I thought you were going to ask me which year I would trade <laughs> nope. in. How like, many years? Off the end of your life. Oh my gosh. For $100,000? Uh-huh. It would be really nice to know like what the quality of my life would be at the end. Like, no, no. It, like if I'm really sick the last three years, be like, I'll trade those. <laughs> Just be done. Um, oh my gosh. Do you have an answer? Do you want to go first? I'm I really think I do. contemplating. I think you're thinking about weight it of the much, world. Yeah. Which is story of my life. Shocker. I know. Mm-hmm. I would, I think I would say one. Okay. Because it's one year. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not trying to be too deep about this. It's you know, whatever. Trade in a year. I could use a hundred thousand dollars. Do some stuff. Seriously. Save a lot. Be set up pretty good, I think. And then move on. Yeah, I think that's pro- that's probably good. I was thinking the most I was thinking would be like three. Yeah. Maybe two. But because I'm and this is just a testament <laughs> to where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I could pay off my car. That's what I'm thinking. I can have a down payment for a house. Yep. Those are the two things I was thinking. I was like, yeah. get stuff paid I off. I can get a dog. Down payment for a house. Didn't think about the dog. Get a dog. Oh yeah! Don't you love that? That's our first thought when we get a hundred grand. I'm like, oh, let's go get a puppy. <laughs> um, but yeah, now it'd be funny if you asked me in like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Then what do you use the hundred thousand for? Is it like, oh, I'm gonna pay like part of my house off, or I'm gonna, yeah. you know, I'd probably be like, I'm gonna take a really nice know, vacation, <laughs> six month long Mediterranean <laughs> cruise, or whatever those, you know, six months or year long cruise things. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm going to leave my children to fend for themselves for six months, and well, I'm going to go be in 30 years. I'll be in my 60s. Yeah, so they'll, be grown. they'll be plenty old enough. They'll be yeah. grown. Yeah, I didn't mean like, oh, you have little children. Bye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going yep. to Greece. <laughs> See you later. Peace out. <laughs> oh, there's food in the fridge. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. One, I, one or two. Okay. But no more than fair. that. Yeah. No I more didn't mean for it to be a. Wow. deep kind thing. of morbid just, i know but it's what came up yeah. google it's what hey, google said that's so true. that's true. here we are if that's what google says i mean you gotta you gotta go with google <laughs> right okay so let's let's talk about our episode for today yeah. which is have we found the middle and we i don't really know where this i do you remember where this idea came from when we were planning i don't know i think it was probably just kind of an off-the-cuff statement of like oh we've been looking for the middle for two years now or whatever it was like have we found it and it was like oh hey have we found the middle like let's talk about this yeah because when we started this I mean we were even just naming the podcast was out of our one of our conversations Uh about dating so it wasn't like oh what do we name this you know it was just kind of like oh hey that would be a good Uh name and it kind of came from let's describe or define the middle to start I guess is how if we want to start there but our mentality around that was okay if you look at the spectrum of how people date you have how the world dates non-believers date where there's hookup culture and you know there's not a whole lot of commitment and people are just kind of having a good time whatever feels good yeah and it's very self-focused yeah very consumeristic a lot of not what we want no (laughs) but then you have the other side where it's the super extra conservative i kiss dating goodbye purity culture courtship all that jazz we didn't fit in either camp okay and so and we figured most of y'all didn't either yeah and so how do we still honor the lord and be wise and you know smart about how we date but also 
I don't want to kiss dating goodbye either. <laughs> right. So, which also has taken on a whole new meaning since we've even started yeah. this podcast with everything that happened with Joshua Harris. But I think it's kind of cool too how we've tried to find the middle on how we advise y'all too, which I, this wasn't part of the name, but we really want to point y'all to scripture. What does the Bible say and God's word say about how you should be in relationships with people, how you should love people, how you should treat others, but also the practical advice as exactly. well. So the, the first date do's and don'ts and the texting someone you're interested in and all that kind of stuff that people have. Okay. That's great that the Bible talks about this, but also I need to know what to text this guy back and like how, exactly. how to do this. So that's kind of another middle I'd say we were yeah. we've been trying to find as we talk to y'all, how do we marry the two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons out there about the theology of dating and the theology of relationships and what that looks like. And that we never want to discount that. You know, oh, gosh, that's no. very important. But the piece that is missing a lot of times is that practical part. So that's what we talk about a lot is because because that's what's missing Mm -hmm. and so that's a big thing for us um but if we're talking about how would we describe quote unquote the middle yeah i think it's a place that is honoring to the lord first and in line with scripture not like in line with scripture second but part of honoring the lord is that that it a big part of it is that it's in line with scripture and so that is the number one thing and i think on both ends of that spectrum, like Kristen was talking about, you can see some pretty glaring things that would not necessarily be in line with scripture. On the one end, it's entirely self-serving, like we've talked about. And then on the other end, it's very legalistic a lot of times. And neither of those are things that are in line with scripture. And so the middle is that place that is in line with scripture. And so that is what we are looking for. That's what we are you know, trying to find and by navigating the past couple of years, we just kind of want to kind of want to talk through now. Okay. Have we found it? What difference has it made and all of that? So that's what we're going to find out. Yes, we are. So Bethany came up with these questions which I was so grateful for because I was supposed to work on y'all. I'm y'all. You're learning that I'm more of a slacker than I'd like to be. Um, no, it's, I'm, partially joking and Bethany's like oh but not really um (laughs) (laughs) no so Bethany came up with this list of questions for us to kind of ask ourselves on air as we try to figure out it's not like we sat down and oh let's have we found the middle yes okay let's talk about that like let's (laughs) process this in the moment and then we'll answer the question and then we'll answer it at the end yeah so Bethany okay from your personal perspective do you think dating is any easier now than it was before we started the podcast for me it is okay um and I think a lot of that comes from we have spent hundreds of hours talking about this on air solely maybe okay maybe not hundreds but a lot it's probably it's got to be if you take out all our bloopers it might be you never know (laughs) so we've spent a lot of time talking about this on air and you can multiply that times four, let's say, at off least, air, like the least. prep and the things we talk about and just the things that we are, you know, dealing with and going through and how it, you know, ties in with this. We've spent a lot of hours talking about that. And just like with anything else, when you spend a lot of time talking and thinking about something, you 
hone your thoughts on it and you tailor and really refine your viewpoints. And so I think we've done that, or at least, I mean, I know that's how it has been for me. And so I, I have something to fall back on of like, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh, but we, wait, we talked about this. So now I have, whether it's that practical or more of the theological of like, okay, how should I discern this? How should I like evaluate this? And then just bringing other people in too, you know, I have to follow my own advice and not date in a bubble. <laughs> so I think it has gotten easier than before. And I know you kind of are going to talk about the, the issue of finding someone to date. And I don't know that that's gotten any easier, but I think for me, because I am more confident in what I think on all this and what I'm looking for, and it's more sure those times of not having someone I'm more okay with than I was before. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So what about you? I, I would agree. I do think it's gotten easier and it's been really cool, honestly, just like Bethany said, we talk about this all the time. And if y'all think we talk for a long time on here, then you should eavesdrop in on our <laughs> other conversations <laughs> that we're not recording. But it's been so helpful to have someone who's walking through this at the same time and mm-hmm. who can remind me, oh, hey, remember when you said this? Or, <laughs> hey, remember when we talked about this? Or, hey, you should probably go listen to that episode again. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, yeah, we do that a lot. Right. We do that a lot. It's like we use ourselves as a reference, which I don't know if that's allowed, but we kinda, we've made it allowed. I think it's good for making you have to, like, you're accountable to yourself mm-hmm. because you said those things in a rational place of being objective about it. And now when you're in the heat of the moment, it doesn't feel good. You're like, okay, no, this is what I think. And there's an accountability to it that I think is good regardless. Yeah. And we've talked about so much that there are a lot of things now that I look back on our library of episodes that there are a lot of things we've talked about that I had never either talked to somebody else about before or I hadn't even thought of myself. And so it's forced me to think through, okay, what do I think about this? How would I handle this situation if I was in it? And there have been a few times where we've talked about it in an episode and then a few months or a year later, it's like, oh, this happened. Like, and I'm prepared for it because we've talked about it. And that was something we really wanted to not only, I mean, we didn't really anticipate that being a a result of the podcast as us benefiting that way, but we wanted (laughs) to start this conversation so that y'all could do the same. So we wanted to start this podcast so that more people would start talking about Christian dating. And we have heard from a lot of y'all that this has been a really great tool for you to talk to your girlfriends or your parents or the guy you like or whoever. And you can kind of use this as a launch pad. Mm -hmm. And that's been really encouraging to us because just talking about it gets you in the headspace of, oh, I do need to think more about yeah. this, or oh, I've never considered this before, or oh, maybe I need to do this differently. That has, for me, made it easier as we've talked through more things. Mm-hmm. And like you said, not dating in a bubble and having people that are reminding you of what is true and all of that to really make it easier. Yeah. But yeah, the whole finding somebody to date has not gotten easier, <laughs> which I was really hoping it would, but that still remains a challenge. That's okay. So it's, it's, it's just hard. And to be blatantly honest with y'all, I have been up, we'll talk about this more at the end if I don't get emotional, Um, but it has been really hard 
recently because I feel like I am on this roller coaster of mm-hmm. I'm great and this is awesome and I'm loving it and then just plummet and you're like <laughs> I'm tired of being alone I'm tired of crying about it this is ridiculous and the only consistent message I keep getting right now is like the Holy Spirit's like do you trust me yep do you trust me? Because if you do, then I need you to act like it, please. <laughs> um, or at least just tell yourself that you do until you like inform your feelings, yeah. you know, like Bethany always says. And so that's been a really good lesson for me and something that's kind of been woven throughout our conversations on here, off air, other people, my quiet time, all of that. But it's just, it's hard, but I feel like I just keep, it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep waiting yeah. and I'm going to keep trusting even though it's not easy, but I'm going to keep doing it. So that part is not any easier, unfortunately. Sorry. But you've learned from it. I have learned. I think you've learned a lot from it, which is good, even though it doesn't feel good in the moment. Yes. And I think you're probably more in the moment still than on the other side saying, oh yeah, I learned so much and it was great and I wouldn't trade it and all that stuff. Yeah. Not quite to that point. Not quite to that point. That'll be a great point to get to. Yes. It'll be so fun when I get there. Not there yet. Okay. And that's fine. You <laughs> keep trucking. Yeah. Okay. So we've said dating is itself is somewhat easier. Mm-hmm. So is it less confusing than it was before for you? Yes. I would say for two reasons. One, I've been more open to just talking about it. And this is kind of repeating what I just said, but I get to use the podcast as an excuse to yep. ask people questions. So it's not like this creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's not this creepy like, oh, let's talk about dating. It's like, oh, I have a dating podcast. What do you think about this? Or especially when it comes to talking to guys. And our guy friends have been way more open to talking about it because they know yeah. we have this. And it's not just, oh, she's being weird. I wonder she's if she likes fishing me. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, they might talk about this on an episode. So this is totally normal. Oh, yeah. They're like, why do girls do this? And you need to tell your listeners that and, you know, make sure they don't do this. Yeah. So I have learned a lot from those conversations and from particularly our men tell all episodes. And now with the backstage past stuff, I just feel like I have gained a better understanding of where guys are coming from that I didn't really have Mm -hmm. before we started. This has really forced me, not that I didn't want to before, but it gave me, I guess, a avenue to mm-hmm. ask questions like okay where are you coming from on this what's it like to be in your shoes how does this work when you're a guy because this is how it works when you're a girl and that has really erased some of the confusion about yeah I don't dating. think I knew to ask some of those questions before mm-hmm. as far as like okay this is how I process this how do you mm-hmm. and just in different scenarios where it never even crossed my mind that there was a difference there kind of thing and I think now I'm more aware and sensitive to oh that wasn't a slight or he's not being rude or whatever like he just processes this totally differently and I shouldn't take it personally that's been really helpful yeah definitely it's been you just I think I'm getting ahead of myself because I think I talk about that again but you just gain a little more empathy yeah because you're like oh okay and it's not I don't take things as personally and It's just, yeah, it's a little more like, oh, okay. I can kind of see that. You gain a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And talking about the empathy, that made me think. One thing I wanted to mention back when we were talking about how would we describe the middle, and I totally forgot, so we're going to pause and rewind there for a second, is that the when you're talking about the middle when it comes to dating, like in the context that we talk about it, I think it's a very 
gracious place. And I don't mean, oh, just have grace for yourself as a license to do whatever you want to. I think that gets thrown around sometimes inappropriately. But I'm talking about a lot of people are coming from that legalistic place of the very strict courtship, you know, look, uh, I kiss dating goodbye and all of that, whether they realize it or not, whether it was like a specific thing that was talked about, a lot of those, there's residual and effects from a lot of that. And so that's where a lot of people are coming from. And so have grace for people navigating that for figuring that out have grace for the differences between men and women have grace for that guy that you're dating or you're getting to know and you're trying to figure this out and assume the best of that person I think that's a big thing that would define the middle like that oh I'm really glad you brought that up and one other thing I'll add to I didn't put this in my notes but I just thought of this as far as is it less confusing now? I think hearing from y'all, our listeners, about your experiences, your stories, things like that, it's reminded me how different everybody's dating journey is. And kind of going along with what you said of being gracious in that, that's across the board. That's girls, yeah. guys, people I date are going to have different dating experiences than I have. And not that... I mean, yeah, it could still be confusing as you're trying to navigate that, but I'm not confused by why everybody's is different because I just expect it now. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy. I mean, Bethany and I have somewhat different dating experiences, but we grew up really similarly. Yeah. And a lot of my friends kind of grew up in the same way I did, however you want to define that, but so it can be kind of easy to be like, oh, well, a lot of people are probably like this. And while there are some people that are, there are a lot of people who aren't. Mm-hmm. And that shouldn't shock me. And if anything, it should make me be more curious, ask more questions, be more empathetic, be more curious and be like, okay, how was this for you? What was your experience like? What did, you know, what have you gone through up until this point when it comes to dating? And that way I'm not like, oh, well, why don't you see everything the way I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. So that has really helped as well. What else do you think about this one? If we're talking about is it less confusing, I honestly, I don't know that it's less confusing for okay. me. And here, I'll qualify that. Because every person you date is different. And so it's almost like you're starting fresh. There are some things that translate universally. But there is always that element of unknown. And so it can throw you for a loop at any time. But I think, so while I don't know that it's less confusing in and of itself, before we started all of this, I thought I was the only one who thought it was confusing. Okay, maybe not the only one, oh, but, but like. No, you, yeah, that's a really isolating thought, thing to feel there was, Okay, there's these people who think it's confusing, but most people have it figured out was kind of my impression. And because a lot of people didn't talk about it or you only heard about the, nobody talks about the really awkward, horrible date stories. (laughs) So you don't hear about those. And so that has been the biggest thing is it's not, it's not necessarily less confusing in some ways, but that's normal is what I've realized. You feel like less alone in the confusion. Yeah. Okay. Or just knowing it won't ever change. I guess is the thing. It's not like, oh, well, if I just have to keep going and I'll figure everything out about this, that's never going to happen because people are different. This The guy you're dating now is different from the guy you dated before. And then if you date someone else in the future, he's going to be different from the current guy. And so it's never going to be this cookie cutter, do this, do that, check this, check that and move on. So yeah, 
that's been helpful for me to that's just kind of come to that point. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I didn't think about it that way. And that's something to, like y'all don't realize how when you send us messages that are like, oh my gosh, y'all this is really helpful or like this makes me feel less alone like y'all saying that makes us feel less alone it totally does because just because we have the mics and we're talking about it doesn't mean we're like oh gosh are we the only ones dealing with this because sometimes it feels like we are and it's so cool to have that sense of community even though it's over social media or whatever that we're all walking through this and we're all trying to figure it out and it will, like Bethany said, to some extent, always be confusing, knowing that we have each other to kind of spur one another on and keep each other going. And it's it's really encouraging yeah. and comforting. So we're, we're really, really grateful for that. So for those of y'all who reach out to us, we love it. So yeah. Thank you so much. It just makes our day. It really does. Okay. So this, I'm excited about this question. So how would you say that your approach to dating has changed or has it changed at all since it totally we has okay so how totally so? it's much more laid back i i think before we started this i realized in theory and a little bit of practicality but mostly in theory that okay you can just go to coffee with some guy you can go out to dinner a few times and it's not that big of a deal it's not a commitment it's not whatever and i knew that mentally and i knew that that's how it should be but then going into it there was always this pressure of hurry up and figure it out and there will always be that pressure externally to an extent, but I think I have removed my adding to that pressure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's always that from other people and people always ask you, oh, yeah, well, how did it go? And was it the greatest first date of your life? And are you going to marry the guy? There's always people asking silly questions like that. But I would compound that myself a lot of times. And so I've quit doing that. And that has it's radically changed. I mean, I... <laughs> I have probably, and I'm not going to count here because I don't know, I have probably gone out with more guys in the two years since we started this than my entire dating history before, if I had to guess. Really? Probably. I mean... I feel like that's probably true, though, now that I'm thinking about... I mean, I don't know. But I'm much more like, okay, let's just... Like, it's more relaxed. Let's go to dinner. Let's meet each other. Let's see. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I mean... (laughs) I don't know how it is for most people, but like earlier this year, I had a two week span where I went out with three different guys, like three different first dates in like two weeks. Bethany's a player. <laughs> Which may not be a big deal. Like, I don't know if that's, <laughs> for me, that was like. It's a big deal. Monumental. Like I've never, ever, ever, ever even gotten remotely close to that. Now, none of them went past a first date, but I met him we talked for a little we went on a date and then you know it's not this ongoing you know unclear dragged out thing and so that has been the biggest change to my approach is like you know I more, kind of back to the practice of what we preach it's not that big of a deal just go on go to dinner with someone if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out have a good time get to know them it doesn't mean it was a failure I think that's one of the big things for me is like those were successful dates because we both realized hey we're not meant to be together and that's fine. So that's probably the biggest change for me. I feel like I'm still working on that. (laughs) Like I've loved watching you grow in that and model that so well, because that's something I feel like I still struggle with of, like you said, you tell yourself in your head and you know, it's not that big of a deal, but then you're like, Oh, but it really is 
<laughs> big deal. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, that's like, don't listen to that crazy voice in your head. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. <laughs> you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Kristen, everything's a big deal. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something I'm still kind of struggling with, but, or maybe not struggling with, but trying to figure out, I guess. But my, my approach, I feel like Bethany and I have both asked guys out yeah. Since we started this, which before we started was something we were pretty adamant about never doing. Yeah. And so that approach has not that I'm going to say I'm going to do it all the time, but I have done it now. And there's this little sense of like, oh, OK, check it out. Like <laughs> first time's over. Like let's um, bucket list. Yeah. Bucket check. list done. Um, but I I feel like. I would be willing to do that. Now, The I didn't just approach some random dude and ask him out. Like, we were... Yes. You know what I mean. We were we were talking. Think, there was something there. But it was like, I was willing to make a move. I think for both of us, it was almost more of this, we're going to be the ones to make the move to get clarity. Yes. As opposed... It was definitely not a, oh, he's cute at a party, and I'm going to walk up and ask him for his number, and let's go to dinner. Yeah. It was, okay, there's something going on here with this person that I know. And we were both the ones that said, okay, what, like, let's do something about this or not, but mm-hmm. let's figure it out. And I guess that's like the overarching theme of how my approach to dating has changed is I think I've become more, or I've grown to be more bold in asking for clarity in my relationships. And that's something that I remember having a conversation with Lauren. This was over a year ago. And I was, I feel like I find myself in these situations more than I need to, but where I'm talking to this guy, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, not really sure. And I was so frustrated. I was talking to Lauren. I'm like, I'm so tired of being that girl that just constantly needs to ask for clarity. She's like, no, you're that girl means asking for it because you know, like not you deserve it in a, you know, whatever way, but like anyone does. Anyone does. And so... She's like, that's what being that girl is. So don't yeah. be like, oh, you've got, I'm going to sit here and try to figure it out. No, that's a good thing that yeah. you're willing to do that. And that was a, kind of a turning point moment of, okay, this yeah. isn't a bad thing for me to ask for uh-uh. this. It's not an, an over expectation. It's not something mm-hmm. that's a needy thing. It's not something that's um, unrealistic. Now, you can take it to an unrealistic point. For sure. And just need things to be over clarified and over and over and over and over reminded of that's a bit much, but to say, Hey, there needs to be clarity in what's going on here is not unrealistic or not a bad expectation or any of those things at all. Yeah. That's such a good reminder. And I think because for those of y'all who are like me, who are just like to avoid confrontation at all costs, I think that was something I'm like I don't want to I don't want to have this conversation like I don't want to push it yeah. I don't because what if I push it and then he goes away yeah but then I'm that's kind of where the mantra of <laughs> you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you came yep. from and I was tired of tiptoeing a line just for the sake of keeping somebody in my life that may or may not want to be there I was like I'm tired of I'm tired yeah. of just teeter-tottering that around or whatever yeah I think sometimes we shy away from asking for that clarity in a relationship because we're afraid the answer will be no not not no to the clarity but that you're going to get that clarity and realize oh it's not 
what I wanted it to be. And so being in this ambiguous place is better than for sure knowing that it's a no. But I think you have to push through that and realize that the clarity and the peace that comes with knowing one way or the other will always be better in the long run. It may not be fun in the short run, but in the long run, you will not regret knowing one way or the other. Absolutely. Okay. So how has, you kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago, but how has your view of guys changed? Like you kind of alluded to that it had. Mm -hmm. How has that changed some? Well, like I said before, my empathy has increased for them, just talking to Mm -hmm. them, particularly, you know, talking to Brett and Gabe and Matt and Dylan and our single men tell all episodes kind of opened my eyes to, Oh wow. This is, this is scary for you too. And Uh this is like, you know, I think because girls as girls, we talk about like, Oh yeah, I'm really nervous. I'm this and that. We don't hear that from guys. Right. And so we think, Oh yeah, maybe he's nervous for like five minutes and then he's over it because he's playing it cool or he's at least trying to play it cool. (laughs) And you're like, gosh, I probably look like such an idiot because I'm so yeah. nervous. Like, keyed up. Yeah. And talking to these guys, I'm like, oh, you, you're like this too. Yeah. And it was this sigh of relief of, okay, so this, not that I expected them to care less because they're, but because they're not as emotive. Yeah. Then, I don't know. It just comes like, oh, this is this is a big deal. This matters to this you. This matters. Mm-hmm. And it was really endearing and sweet to like hear them talk about it and to communicate that because that that was something I haven't heard very often yeah. from you know, I mean, that's not something you talk to your guy friends about. I'm like, oh, tell me how important your, you know, <laughs> yeah. your dating goals are for you or whatever. <laughs> like you just don't have that conversation. No. Um and I think I stereotyped guys more than I should have before we started doing this because I don't know. I Well, one, we talk about all the time how we just thought most guys have the same type or that there's like this universal yeah, sense of uh, beauty that everybody's going to find this girl or this type of girl attractive. Uh-huh. And so when it came to attraction and the physical side of a relationship, I just kind of threw all guys in the same bucket. Mm. And now I realize that that's not true. And they're just as different as we are. Their types are different. Their preferences are different. What they're attracted to is different. And and there's more to attraction for them than the physical yeah. side of it. Because I think that's so just ingrained. Like, guys are visual. Guys are this. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, it doesn't mean that they just want something that's nice to look at and they don't care what her personality is, <laughs> yeah. what her intelligence level is like, like nothing. And it was really encouraging, or it has been really encouraging for me to hear from guys themselves what else is important yeah and what else they're looking for other than just hey she, i've got to think she's hot kind of a thing <laughs> yeah. which i hope i hope all guys think their wife is hot like i'm not saying that you shouldn't but that's not all that's not all there yeah. is and i think i was being really unfair in how i stereotyped guys up until this and and i would really encourage all you girls out there to Talk to the guys in your life about dating and relationships. Not in a creepy, like, fishing way. You can use us as an excuse, like we talked about earlier. But I think the more you talk to to your 
brothers, talk to your friends, guys at your church, whatever. The more you have these conversations, the more you are going to learn too about them and how they date and what their perspectives like. And that's only going to help you as you move mm-hmm. forward. So I would, if you're not already doing that, I would really, really encourage you to do that. Agreed. I think, I think my biggest thing, I would agree with all that you said. Like those are things that have changed for me too. So I'm not going to rehash that. This is more of a yes and. Okay. Um, I think I have just developed a patience for guys that I didn't have before in that, you know, we're like, oh, just ask a girl out. Just do something. Just whatever. And there's more to it than that. I think I was a little short-sighted before. And I have... Now, I still think that to an extent. Don't get me wrong. But there is some... There's a patience there that I didn't have before for that but for also realizing like we say okay well I want to date a guy who's a good leader and I want him to be spiritually mature and I want all these things and blah 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 so you're looking for someone who has all those things and the patience for him to develop those things isn't really there whether it's hey I really see potential for this but he's not where I want him to be so forget that um seeing those patterns and seeing that progression in sanctification and then being patient with him not being perfect because one, he never will be. And two, shocker, you aren't either. <laughs> so I think I think I just have a deeper patience for just guys in general. Yeah. And that's something I feel like we can all grow in as women. For real, though. <laughs> that's something you will take into your marriage and even, you know, yeah. for basically the rest of your life. And Because nobody's perfect. No. And going back to scripture, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, what's the very first characteristic of love? Yeah. Is patience. And if you're developing that now and practicing that now, that's going to help you in your dating, in your marriage, in your friendships, in your relationship with your family, your work, literally every aspect of your life that's going to help you. And the quicker you come to the understanding that the guy you like is not perfect you aren't either wow just just that alone it sounds so simple but just that realization alone is gonna make a difference I think it's another one of those things that we are I'll say I I won't lump anyone else into this but I think you probably a lot of you fall into this (laughs) um it's another thing where you hear us say that and we hear ourselves say it and we hear other people say it and we're like oh yeah I know Yeah, yeah yeah and it's one of those things that in theory duh it only makes sense but in your daily actions and in your walking that out, what are you saying that you really believe? And that was what got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm right there with you. Okay, so a couple more questions here. Okay. As we're making our way down this road of figuring out if we found the middle. <laughs> what have you learned from doing this podcast personally? Man. I wrote the question and I'm like, oh, that is a loaded question. <laughs> I'm saying the same thing. It's like Bethany with the, the zinger here. Yeah. I, a lot. And I think we've kind of hit on a lot of them already. But just, I think one thing that I have learned through doing this show is that if you can take a, just take a step back and see dating as a part of life or your singleness as a part of your life and not that it is your life 
that's something that's been really helpful for me. And I, I don't think I did that before, but being able to say, okay, as much as it seems like it sometimes, this doesn't define me. As much as it seems like it sometimes, this isn't my only worthwhile endeavor. As much as it seems like it, this isn't the one thing about me that matters. And it does seem like it sometimes, but being able to step back and have that perspective that I think is God's perspective, that's not the most important thing that he sees about us. It's not the one defining characteristic. The one defining characteristic he sees in us is how are we pursuing holiness? And so when you're doing that first, you have the perspective of this falls in line under that, or this is, you know, I am pursuing holiness first. And these other things fall into place behind it. Kind of like we've talked about before with the running analogy with dating is that you are running your race. You are pursuing holiness. And then take a look at who's also running, who's going in the same direction, who's keeping the same pace as you. And that's who you want to take note of. But it doesn't mean you stop running. It doesn't mean you quit and you look around. You're still pursuing holiness. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I think... I can't, all my answers I'm realizing are intertwined and I didn't mean to do that. Um, the two things I think that stuck out to me the most as far as what I've learned, because like Bethany said, we have learned a lot. We could do a series on all that we have learned <laughs> yeah. from doing this. But one thing I've learned, I feel like the men tell all have been some of the most helpful <laughs> episodes for me, but I've learned if a guy really wants to be with you, he's going to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I, that's it something. It really is as simple as that. It is. And I think ever since I was in high school, I struggled with, oh, well, he's kind of flirting with me or, oh, he shows me this attention or, oh, maybe he likes me or maybe, but nothing's really happening from 16 year old yeah. Kristen on and it's like stop the presses mm -hmm. let me hone in on this one thing yeah I'm not saying that about you I'm saying like yeah. from my perspective like that's how I am too yeah and from talking to the guys from our conversations from research we've done it's just so it's it's just as simple as that as if he wants to be with you, he's going to do something about it yep and if he doesn't he won't yeah and it's been a really gut-wrenching thing to kind of accept, especially when you're in the think, middle of it. Yeah, I think we've both walked through that enough. Like, we've learned this from experience mm -hmm. and not, not like, oh, this was super fun. I'm really glad we did this. <laughs> not that kind of experience. Yeah. Like, Wouldn't trade it for anything. It's yeah. all so glad. <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah. But yeah. We've, we've been there. I'll just mm -hmm. say that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I can say that because I think before we would both say, okay, if a guy really wants to be with a girl, he'll do something about it usually, or except for this, or maybe that. But I think I just cut it there, like mm -hmm. period. I would too. And maybe that's now that I'm thinking about it. I feel like a lot of what I've learned has you can narrow down into more simple statements. I think mm. I, if you listen to our conversation with Jared, where he told me that I was overthinking things, which was so true. <laughs> I think I overcomplicate and overthink and overjustify a lot, trying to give people the benefit of the doubt more than I probably should. Yeah. And I've had to learn, okay, you know what? It is, it is cut and dry here. Or, Hey, this is pretty clear. Uh -huh. Or you don't want this to be the answer, but it is. Yeah. And you've got to learn to accept it. 
And it's been hard, y'all. I'm not going to say it's been like, but he says not walk in the park. Then you, these aren't things you're like, oh, I'm so glad I learned this lesson right now. And, you know, a few months I'll be like, okay, yes, I'm grateful. But in the moment, in the thick of it, you're like, God, any other way, Lord, awful. that you could have taught me this would have been great besides this way. That's and, why he's God and, and we're, we're not. not. And we need to get in line. But still, mm-hmm. in the moment, yeah. And it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. And... So, yeah, I think just learning those simple, cut yeah. and dry kind of things and learning that I need to take mine and Bethany's own advice. Um, <laughs> y'all, the other day I was getting ready. I was listening to the lies we believe about dating uh-huh. and, you know, holidays are coming up. By the time this comes out, my brother will be engaged oh yeah so that's that will have happened before this comes mm-hmm. out so i can spoil it um yeah. so there's been a rough few weeks and <laughs> so those lies mm-hmm. were circulating and i don't think it's a coincidence that one we did that episode and two that it was timed the way yep. it was but i'm sitting there getting ready and i'm half listening because i'm in my head being like oh god I'm so tired of being, you know, I'm so tired. if I was married, everything would be fixed. And Lie like, number Wait one. A <laughs> yeah. And I can't, I don't even remember who was, which one of us was talking, what we said, but there was this one little stint we're talking about you know, trusting God's timing and being on, and I'm just saying like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and it's what like, kind of an idiot would say I that? No, seriously. I'm like of all things, <laughs> but it's been it's been so cool how the things we've talked, we plan our seasons, y'all, like months in advance of us recording them. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got the next season already halfway blocked out. Yeah. And the the fact that we plan it out, there's no rhyme or reason really to how we order them. There are a couple maybe that we play strategically, but other than that, like, oh, let's do this one next. This is great. <laughs> or let's not do two really heavy ones right back to back. Yeah. Let's put a happy one in there. That's it. And to see how the schedule of the topics have fallen with what's gone on in our lives and how cool it is that God has orchestrated and ordained all of that has been so incredible. And so I just need to actually learn to listen to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't say that God doesn't care about the little things in his children's lives. For sure. And yeah, it's been it's and it's really humbling to hear yourself say something that you know is true, but then you're having issues believing it yourself. Yeah. And that's where I've been like, okay, Kristen, if you're going to sit there and tell all these people that are listening, <laughs> you've got to actually live by yeah. it because it's not fair for you to tell them this. And then you to talk and be like, okay, well, I don't really like that right now. Yeah. Well, and you know that the reason you're telling other people that, or that we're talking about it is because it's true because it's what God says, because it is his truth. And so you better do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been very humbling, but it's been such a great learning experience mm. to kind of pull all of that from as we've also, yeah. by the way, this is not some like weird twisted way to say that we're quitting the podcast. I feel like this is very like, <laughs> I didn't even think about have that. we found it? We're going to say yes. And we're done. But like, we're not. <laughs> no. So we already have, this, like Bethany said, next season's in the works. I didn't even think about so that. Probably should have prefaced it with We that. probably should have said that like at the beginning, very instead beginning, of like, like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, we're, we're not leaving. So just, yeah, let me, let me just slide that in there real quick. 
Oh my goodness. That's funny. Okay. So then last question. How has your relationship with God changed and grown over the, these past couple of years because of doing this or just in general? Yeah. Um, I like backspaced and retyped my answers <laughs> so many times to this question. And I think I've, first of all, learned in my relationship with the Lord that it's it's going to be up and down mm-hmm. so badly I want my life to just be kind of steady and I'm learning that's not a realistic expectation <laughs> um and there are t- there have been times over these past two years where I'm like wow look at all God is doing look how great this is like look how he's gr- y'all we didn't expect the podcast to ever do anything near this and but even other areas of my life, I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. And I'm learning this and I feel so close to the Lord. And there are other times I'm like, God, you feel so quiet and so distant. I know you're not, but it feels that way. And this didn't work out and this didn't work out and this isn't happening. And I'm frustrated and my eyes are puffy and I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> and, but just coming to accept the fact that even when I am, you know, a roller coaster, that he is steady. Yeah. And, he is the constant and he is the rock. Whereas I'm the wave crashing over <laughs> me. I'm up and I'm down and I'm whatever. But I think just giving giving myself a little grace as I as I do kind of go through those ups and downs and knowing this is just gonna be part of life, but also realizing that he is gonna be steady through all of it and whether I get what I want, whether my life turns out the way I want, whether things go the way I planned or not, he doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And that has been something really great for me to hold on to through all that's happened in the last two years. And I think I was actually talking to Melanie about this on the phone the other night. I've really been recently kind of struggling with prayer and we're just gonna have honesty time here. Um, so buckle in, people. But I think, and if y'all are also pray for your husbands, then maybe you can relate to this. But I have been praying about my husband since I was in high school, and we've done episodes on this, like what we're praying for, what our lists look like, all of that. And recently, I've really been struggling with the fact that okay, Lord, I've been praying for this for over a decade, and it's not happening. So what's the point of me praying about anything yeah. else? Mm. And you say it out loud and you're like, okay, well, that's stupid. But <laughs> then it's like, okay, this is the overflow of what's going on in my yeah. head right now. And Melanie and I had a really good conversation about it the other night. Again, don't live in a bubble or yeah. date in a bubble or anything else because she was able to kind of talk me through this. But she's like, Kristen, I want you. She told me, she sent me the picture of... The very first picture we ever took. Uh-huh. When we were, it's actually on my Christmas tree right behind us. Um, <laughs> we were at a sleepover. We were in seventh or eighth grade. And we're making duck faces. Y'all. It's t- I have like, <laughs> she was, has Fruit Loop pajama pants on. It was quite the time. Um, but she sent me that picture and she was like, I want you over the next few weeks to look at this picture and I want you to write down every prayer you can remember that God has answered since we took this picture. And then when we go look at Christmas lights in December, when we're driving around, <laughs> drinking our Starbucks, we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to make a list too. And I'm like, oh man, okay. I just got teary thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. But it was this, such a good reminder of, okay, just because he hasn't answered this one prayer, and granted, it's probably the biggest prayer that I'm praying and have been for a long time. 
doesn't mean he's not listening. Doesn't mean he's not doing anything. Doesn't mean he's not going to answer anything else I ask him or he's not going to, you know, even answer affirmatively anything else I ask yeah. him. Because then you start to think, okay, well, if you haven't given me this, then if I'm going to ask for this, then the answer probably going to be wait or no for that too. <laughs> yeah. And snarky Kristen starts coming out, but. Which is never good. Never good. <laughs> never good. But that's something that I think I've wrestled with more so in the last few months, but even just over the course of talking about, we talk about our future husband all the time on here. And so it's at the forefront of your mind. And every time we talk about it, yes, we want to be encouraging and yes, we want to prepare for it, but also you're wondering, okay, Lord, when's it going to happen? Is he out there? Yeah. Yeah. Is this, or is this just some pipe dream, you know, that is, that I'm going to hope is going to happen and then it's not. So if you are out there and you've also ever struggled with that, if you're currently struggling with that, please know that you're not the only one and that, you know, I would encourage you to do what Melanie is encouraging me to do. And even if it's just, okay, over the past year or over the past five years or two years, what prayers has God answered and how has he come through? What has he given me that's even like, maybe not even answered the way I want him to, but he answered it differently and it turned out so much better. Yeah. And just to remind yourself, okay, he's still working. He's still moving. Here are all the things he did when I couldn't see it at that time with that particular prayer. So what's to say that he's not doing the exact same thing right now. And because I don't have physical proof, uh-huh. then I get discouraged. And so learning all of that and kind of growing through that, I would say that in the ups and downs of my <laughs> walk with walk through life and walking, you know, with the Lord. But I'd say those are the two things that I've really yeah, grown or changed in over I mean, the past good. couple of years. What about you? I think uh, the biggest thing for me is just seeing you were talking about the steadiness of God and just seeing, yes, his faithfulness and his steadfastness over and over when steadfastness is my word for 21, 20. Oh, I was like, (laughs) no, it's not. No, it's for next year. (laughs) Oh, dang it. I I didn't know you had decided Mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, steadfast is going to be my word. Okay. Spoiler. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, dang it. I didn't even think about that. Okay, that's just so cool. <laughs> Keep talking. I'm sorry. I just had to <laughs> drop that in there. But you see in those ups and downs, you see his steadfastness and you see more and more of his perspective and like, okay, this thing didn't work out how I wanted it to, or this relationship didn't work the way I wanted it to. But on the other side of that, you can see purpose in it more. Um, and you can see why things go the way they do. And so I think I have learned more to trust that even before you get to it. Mm. If that is, if that makes sense, like when you're going through something, you don't see what that end thing is going to be, but I know that God's not going to change. And so that end result will always be good as in making you more holy, making you more like Christ. That is the good. And so I can count on that, whether it feels good, whether I can see the way it's going to work out or the point of it or any of those other things. I think that's the biggest thing. That's good. I can't believe you just used that word. (laughs) Oh man, that's really cool. Okay. So all after saying all of that, would you say we found the middle? I would say I'm closer. Yeah. But it's kind of all the way there. I don't think so. I don't either. After two years, I would say, I don't know that you ever get all the way there. 
I don't think so either. Which is great news for y'all. <laughs> can't get rid of us. But no, I think it's a journey. Yeah, because I think it's like with so many things we talk about, it's like, okay, here are the steps to do. Here's what you need to say. Here's whatever. But then with so many things we say, but but your heart is what matters. The heart issues are what matter. And these heart things that go into looking for the middle will always be issues. Mm. So you could take down notes for every practical thing we ever said, and it's not going to get you there on its own. Well, there's no formula to this. Exactly. As much as we'd like to make it that cut and dry. Yep. It's not that way, but you can get closer and just like anything as a Christian, you know, you want to grow Mm -hmm. and you want to mature and you want to be sanctified and that will not, you will not be glorified into perfection until you are no longer on this earth. Yeah. And depending on how many of your lives you or years you traded in, maybe a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. But yeah, it's, it's a process. Yeah. So Y'all can stay on this process with us for as go. long as you want to, because <laughs> basically we're on a loop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we don't have an end in sight. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. I, I think so. Have anything else? Okay. We will leave you with that, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We will be back next week with an episode you do not want to miss. We are going to have a really special guest on the show we are going to be having Kristen clark from girl defined ministries on the show and we're gonna be talking about a biblical worldview of sex and sexuality i think is a good way of summing it up so you guys do not want to miss this we're gonna have a really great conversation and and i think it's gonna be really good and really helpful and answer a lot of questions that you guys have so make sure you come back for that so we will see you then next wednesday but until then i'm bethany and i'm Kristen, and this is looking for the middle We'll be right back.